Hey everyone, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 337 of reading the Bible together every day this year. I hope that you are enjoying this. Um, I hope that you have been following along. And listen, I, there is so much joy in spending daily time in the Word. But if you have fallen behind, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Just keep going. It's not about being perfect. It's about being present and it's about being um, intentional. And so just, you know, keep keep going. And and if you don't, if you don't finish every single day in a year, you're building a good rhythm and a routine. And just like I said, just keep going. Um, I am excited. I have a great cup of coffee. I have my Bible. I have you. And we're going to read Hebrews 5 and 6. We're also going to read Psalm 27, which coming off the heels of um, the first Sunday of Advent and this first week of Advent, if you're listening as these episodes release, um, we are in the week of hope. And Psalm 27 oh, is great. It was part of our reading um at church on Sunday for that first Sunday of Advent. Um, So it's really exciting. Anyway, let's get moving. Let's go. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed in matters pertaining to God for the people to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he is also clothed with weakness. Because of this, he must make an offering for his own sins, as well as for the people. No one takes this honor on himself. Instead, a person is called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not exalt himself to become a high priest, but God who said to him, You are my son, today I have become your father, also says in another place, You are a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. During his earthly life, he offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was the son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. After he was perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, and he was declared by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. We have a great deal to say about this, and it is difficult to explain since you all or since you have become too lazy to understand. Although by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of God's revelation. Again, you need milk, not solid food. Paul is coming to them and he was like, not Paul, I'm sorry. We don't know who the author of Hebrews is. Um, We already addressed that. But the author of Hebrews is coming to these people who should be mature in their faith, and yet they're not. They are extremely immature and he's calling them out on it. He's saying, listen, you should be doing this. You should be teaching. You should be mentoring and leading. And yet here we are still mentoring and leading you. It's time to get serious. He says, now everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he's an infant, but solid food is for the mature. For those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works, faith in God, teaching about ritual washings, laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And we will do this if God permits, for it is impossible to renew to repentance those who were once enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift, who shared in the Holy Spirit, who tasted God's word, who tasted God's good word, 
and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away. This is because to their own harm, they are re-crucifying the son of God and holding him up to contempt for the ground that drinks the rain that often falls on it and that produces vegetation useful to those for whom it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and about to be cursed at the end and will be burned. Even though we are speaking this way, dearly loved friends, in your case, we are confident of things that are better and that pertain to salvation. For God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you demonstrated for his name by serving the saints and by continuing to serve them. Now we desire each of you to demonstrate the same diligence for the full assurance of your hope until the end so that you won't become lazy, but will be imitators of those who inherit the promise through faith and perseverance. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater to swear by, he swore by himself. I will indeed bless you and I will greatly multiply you. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves and for them a confirming oath ends every dispute. Because God wanted to show his unchangeable purpose even more clearly to the heirs of the promise, he guaranteed it with an oath so that through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to seize the hope set before us. <laughs> That's a good one. We have this hope. This is one of my favorite verses, and I read this on Sunday. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Jesus has entered there on our behalf as a forerunner because he has become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. And now for Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my stronghold. The stronghold of my life, whom should I dread? When evildoers came against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. For he will conceal me in his shelter in the day of adversity. He will hide me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in his tent. With shouts of joy, I will sing and make music to the Lord. Lord, hear my voice when I call. Be gracious to me and answer me. My heart says this about you. Seek his face. Lord, I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not leave me or abandon me, God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Because of my adversaries, show me your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path. Do not give me over to the will of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing violence. And this this is the best part, these last two verses. I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. And that's it for today, friends. Come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See you then.